Hi, this is Gaurav from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, June 13th, and the top stories of the day are The Indian Air Force confirmed today that there were no survivors in the crash of its AN-32 aircraft, wreckage of which was found in Arunachal Pradesh on Tuesday. A 15-member team of rescuers, consisting of nine personnel from the IAF's mountaineering team, four from the Army, and two civilian mountaineers, were airlifted on Wednesday close to the crash site of the AN-32 aircraft to look for possible survivors. The team's operation was hit hard due to bad weather and difficult terrain, and it reached the crash site on Wednesday evening. However, there were no signs of the 13 missing crew members who were aboard the aircraft on June 3rd, reported the first recce team. The team was dispatched a day after the wreckage of the aircraft was located by an IAF Mi-17 helicopter at a height of 12,000 feet near Gate village on the border of Siang and Shiomi districts in Arunachal Pradesh, following a gruelling eight-day-long multi-agency search. This was also the first time that a Navy reconnaissance aircraft, the P-8I Poseidon, was called into action on the Himalayan border, in the hope that its powerful radar and electro-optical sensors might locate the AN-32 through the heavily forested terrain. The Russian-origin AN-32 had crashed while on a supply ferry from Jorhat in Assam to the advanced landing ground in Mechuka, some 40 kilometres from the line of actual control with China. A total of eight aircrew and five passengers were on board the aircraft at the time. This is not the first time that the treacherous Himalayan terrain has proved costly for the IAF. Previously, 13 military personnel were killed on June 2009 when an AN-32 crashed soon after taking off from Mechuka. On July 22, 2016, Another AN-32 with 29 personnel on board vanished into the Bay of Bengal while flying from Chennai to Port Blair in the Andaman and Nicobar Islands. No wreckage or bodies have ever been located. According to Business Standard, 2019 is already the IAF's worst year in a decade, with 10 aircraft crashes in the first six months. These include a Mirage 2000 crash in Bengaluru in February, in which two pilots lost their lives. Days later, rehearsing for the Aero India 2019 show, Two Hawk aircraft of the Surya Kiran aerobatics team collided in midair, killing a pilot. Later that month, a Mi-17 V-5 helicopter was shot down near Srinagar in what appears to be a friendly fire incident, killing seven persons, including one on the ground. The Kerala police have booked a total of 119 people in the last three years for allegedly abusing Chief Minister Pinarayi Vijayan on social media. The disclosure was made by Vijayan in response to a start question raised by United Democratic Front leader M.K. Munir in the State Assembly in January. Vijayan's response was then uploaded on the Assembly website. Out of the 119 cases, 12 were state government and quasi-government employees, and one central government employee reported the news minute. According to the article, PTI had reported that in another reply given by the Chief Minister, it had been noted that 26 people were arrested for posting abusive comments or videos against him during the Sabri Mala issue. However, it remained unclear how many among the 119 cases were registered for casteist abuses on CM Pinarayi Vijayan. Leader of Opposition Ramesh Chenithalla said in the Assembly, and I quote, Pinarayi Vijayan is walking in the footsteps of Yogi Adityanath. If someone opens their mouth against Pinarayi Vijayan, action is taken. Close quote. A 13-year-old girl was allegedly gagged, dragged into a house and gang-raped by three men in South Bombay's Cuff Parade area, reported the Indian Express. According to the police, the incident took place around 8pm on Monday when the girl had stepped out of the house to throw garbage. The three men, all of them her neighbours, had reportedly kept an eye on the girl and had followed her for a while before one of them pulled her inside his house and raped her. 
A police officer said, and I quote, After one of the accused gagged her and dragged her into his house, his two accomplices locked the room from inside and covered them with two bedsheets so that her cries for help could not be heard from outside. Close quote. So far, the authorities said they have found that the man who had gagged the minor had raped the girl, while his accomplices had sexually assaulted her. Following the incident, the three men pushed the girl out of the house and then escaped. An officer said, and I quote, The girl has suffered severe mental trauma and she took time to divulge details of the incident, due to which the case was registered around 4pm on Tuesday. Close quote. The girl has been sent for medical examination, reports for which are awaited, said the police. India was ranked the most dangerous country in the world for women in 2018 by the Thomson Reuters Foundation poll. And if there is anything that the last few weeks have shown us, it is that we are truly befitting of this dishonour. On June 7th, a 12-year-old girl was dragged out of her home in Kushinagar district in the Gorakhpur constituency by six men and allegedly raped. The suspects reportedly had an altercation with the girl's family over the construction of a drain. The two main accused are still on the run while the girl is undergoing treatment at a local hospital. The following day, on June 8th, a 10-year-old girl was found dead at a cremation ground in Hamirpur in Uttar Pradesh. Her family has alleged that she was raped before being murdered. On the very same day, the abduction, rape and murder by strangulation of a 10-year-old girl living in a Bhopal slum sent shockwaves through the country. Her body was found in a sewer and was apparently dumped there by a labourer who had received assistance from the girl's father. Chief Minister Mamta Banerjee issued an ultimatum to doctors in West Bengal today, asking them to get back to work by 2pm. Since Tuesday, doctors across various state-run hospitals have been on strike, protesting an attack on their colleague. Banerjee visited the state-run SSKM hospital in Kolkata, where she asked the agitating junior doctors, who greeted her with slogans of We Want Justice, to return to work. She said that the doctors who did not wish to resume work must leave the hostel. Banerjee said, and I quote, They are outsiders. The government will not support them in any way. I condemn doctors who have gone on strike. Policemen die in line of duty, but the police don't go on a strike. Close quote. Banerjee also lashed out at the BJP. Speaking with India Today, she said, and I quote, This strike is a BJP conspiracy. The protesters are disputing medical services. This should end at once. Close quote. Protests were launched by junior doctors after an intern at the NRS hospital was severely beaten on Monday night, allegedly by family members of a deceased. The family members had blamed medical negligence for the death and in the ensuing assault, the junior doctor suffered serious head injuries. He is currently being treated at the Institute of Neurosciences where CT scans have reportedly revealed a depression fracture on the skull. Russian and Japanese scientists have unveiled the first intact adult head of a species of wolf belonging to the prehistoric Ice Age, which was preserved in permafrost for 40,000 years. Still covered in thick fur and sporting a vicious-looking set of fangs, the 40-centimeter head was made public at a woolly mammoth exhibition in Tokyo last week. The wolf was between two and four years old when it met its end. The scientists hope that the unique find will help them learn more about the ancient predator that roamed Europe and Asia alongside the woolly rhinoceros and mammoth, as well as decipher what led to its ultimate fate. Albert Protopopov, head of mammoth fauna studies at the Yakutia Academy of Sciences, told The Telegraph, and I quote, We want to answer the question of whether these wolves disappeared or turned into modern wolves. Close quote. Here's some stuff that went up on the News Laundry website that you definitely don't want to miss out on. The first is a story called the Kathua News Hall of Fame, reported by Ayush. He sifts through the clutter of fake news surrounding the Kathua rape case and brings to light the news channels and publications whose reportage of the event were anything but factual. 
To know who are these four entities that comprise the Hall of Fame, do read the story. Reports like these not only take time and resources, but also require a sharp eye for the everyday news cycle, as well as the skill to discern fact from fiction. They're important because we here at News Laundry believe that you have a right to know who are the gossip mongers and who are the ones peddling fake news. So please, do subscribe to newslaundry.com and pay to keep news free. It will help our small but growing team to bring you stories that are usually ignored by legacy media and will also help reporters like Ayush to churn out more such reports. Also, don't forget to check out this week's episode of Reporters Without Orders, hosted by Cherry. Ayush is joined on the panel along with Tarun Cherukuri of Indus Action and they go on to discuss the draft national education policy, the Aligarh murder case, Akshaya Patra controversy and more. That's all the news we have for you today, folks. Have a good night or a great day, depending on where you're listening to us from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. 